This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So, if you hear a thumping slee, don't, don't be alarmed. It's uh, not somebody trying to kick in the door. It's the the plumber is here. He is working on the issue. He's directly on the other side of the wall that I'm sitting at right now. So uh, mm-hmm. if you hear any banging, they're just they're just making progress. So don't don't don't. I would love much. nothing more than to bring him on the air and just kind of ask, hey, <laughs> this is what idea. we were thinking. Uh, Travis and I kind of put our minds together, our brains together, and the way you're approaching this, we don't agree with. Just kind of <laughs> critique his work a little bit. Yeah, why not? Who would be a better expert than uh, that? Just if You're just getting in your car. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, had a leak this morning. I had a river running out of the front door of my house today, so uh, we're in the process of a little home emergency home improvement repair. Uh, as we're doing it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. A um, little bit of breaking news. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Matt Ryan hmm. is headed from Atlanta to Indianapolis to join the Colts. So a ton of quarterback movement this offseason, Slee. Matt Ryan, the latest, he's going to Indianapolis. I don't know what that does for the Colts, but that's where he's headed. Deshaun Watson to the Browns, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I mean, you kind of go down the list. A lot of movement this summer, or not this summer, this offseason so far in the NFL. And um, by the way, you know, it's it's you got all these teams kind of trying to chase of what is their identity, who are they, what are they trying to be, and you got a Rams team that is also still kind of figuring out things. Lost another piece over the weekend, but um, I, I know that you know you and I kind of. We, there was some question marks once the Rams uh, signed Allen Robinson that, okay, well, what does this mean for some of these other players? What does it mean for a guy like does – it, does it mean something specifically to a guy like Robert Woods? We got our answer over the weekend. Yeah, we'll get to Robert Woods in just one sec. I, I just – Matt Ryan – so t- tell me, we were talking about this a little bit. You see it happen with golfers, right? Like a golfer will have a disastrous round in a big moment, and they really kind of never get it back, right? We've seen pitchers who lose the strike zone, and it never really comes back. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback like Matt Ryan, who Matt Ryan was an MVP. Matt Ryan was one of the best quarterbacks in that league for a a period of time, and he tanked that Super Bowl along with him and his Atlanta uh, Falcons teammates. They've never been good since. I mean, they, they had the one year they went back to beat the Rams in the first round of the playoffs, but that was it. They, they've been a bad football team ever since. I don't know what Indianapolis gets out of this other than a, a name. I don't think he's – I don't know if he's any better than Carson Wentz or any of the other guys they've had go through there. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, we, we were talking about it just using Indy as an example. Well, they lose their last two games. They lost a game to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> right. to get out of the playoff picture, at least stop themselves from making the playoffs. So I'm not sure either. And you're right, the, the – the Matt Ryan, there was a, a point where you're like, this dude's about to win a Super Bowl. Yep. He's about to beat the Patriots. You're up, what was the score, 28-3? 28-3. Yeah, you're up 28-3, to and then you have that collapse where in the NFL, if you do that and you're not on a franchise where there's no guarantees you're ever going to go back and ever get to see that opportunity again. And 
that's kind of what's played out for Matt Ryan. But, yeah, but by the way, he needs a new location. Let, no let him see if he can kind of get a little refresher. I think that's always good sometimes in the league is you get guys that move just to kind of move and get a new atmosphere and see if that scenery can be different. Well, like you said, you know, what you said is so true. You get a shot, right? And let's go back to the Rams for a sec. The Rams had a shot in Super Bowl, what would that be, 53. And it was a shot, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but it came really fast. Sean And Sean McVay's second Came earlier year, than you thought. Super early. Yep. And they go in the – and they do not play well in the Super Bowl, right? They only score three points. It was, it was not a great performance. And, look, it could have easily gone like that for the Rams. It could have easily been this, hey, listen, we caught lightning in a bottle. We had a really good season. And then nothing really clicked together. But the Rams didn't sit on it and let it rot. They came back. They tried it a couple of times. It's like, no, 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 this isn't good enough. We have to get better. We have to do some things a little bit differently. We need to go out and get this guy, that guy. More particularly, we need to go get the quarterback. Again, it just it fills me with such an unbelievable amount of confidence in what the Rams do. They don't just sit around and say, hey, we were good a couple of years ago. It'll happen again. It, it probably won't. Go ask Matt Ryan. By the way, and I think they knew they weren't – if they were ahead of the curve, which they were, they knew they weren't good enough. Yeah. You know, so I, I think sometimes it's easy to say, well, we got to this point. Let's not touch it. Let's not mess it up. Other times you can make the case that you messed it up when things were just fine. I think they knew they didn't have enough to win it all. Um, so they addressed it over the next couple of years, and then they obviously eventually win it all. But it, it certainly wouldn't have happened without Stafford, okay, which let's go is back the to, big trade that they made. Yeah, and they get and they signed him this weekend, $160 million. I think it's 133 of it guaranteed. NFL quarterback turns out pretty good job if you can get it. It's pretty lucrative, and uh, you get a lot of opportunities that come along. Uh, he gets re-signed. That's good news. Let's talk about Woods for a second, because when you and I were talking with Andrew Whitworth on Friday, right? It was on Friday. I asked him the question, like, so who, you know, who takes up for you? Who, with, with you leaving and everything that everybody said about you being the leader on this team, being the leader in the locker room, in the huddle, in the weight room, on the road, just, he, he was the guy that everybody turned to. He's leaving. You know who the next guy on that list was as far as just the guy that had the credibility in the locker room with all of his teammates? Robert Woods. Robert Woods is the next guy on that list. He's in Tennessee now. They get a six-rounder coming back. It, it's the first time in all of the player movement, life in the NFL happens every offseason where I'm like, you know what? I see a little something coming down the track that I don't like, and that is a leadership void on the offensive side of the ball because Whitworth and Woods were the two guys that everybody turned to. Well, I, I wonder if now they're – listen, you can have guys that are huge voices in the locker room and maybe now that voice is going to get a little bit louder from Matt Stafford. Hey, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's been in the league for a long time. Now it's kind of his responsibility to take some of that void. Aaron Donald, and I know this guy, it's more I'll just go prove it out on the field rather than um, you know walk around. Even though there were plenty of times during the playoffs you saw him with the defense rallying up the troops. Maybe, Trav, it's, it, there's going to have to be other guys that step up into that role. So let's put it that way. The, the Robert Woods thing... Um, when he tears ACL was in November or something November. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know when they signed Allen Robinson. I didn't know, and I think we we all haven't. We're not sure. Okay, hey, does that mean Robert Woods? Does it mean Odell Beckham Jr.? What's the mix going out there? And we still don't know about OBJ. I, I guess they thought, okay, this is somebody that you know. Obviously, we can live without because it's not like they got much for him. But there is some benefit from a savings perspective, from a financial perspective. The financial makes sense. I, I get the finances. I get that you have other good players. You've got Cup. You've got Robinson. You probably have OBJ. You have Van. J it's not, but it's a leadership thing. 
right? There, there's nothing like the NFL when it comes to somebody that kind of is your guy. That Matthew Stafford is a great football player, but Matthew Stafford, at least from the outside looking in, is not necessarily that guy that everybody turns to in those moments. Cooper Cup is their best offensive player, arguably, but he's, he's not, not going to say that, anything. Yeah. No, he's not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Andrew Whitworth is that guy. He's everybody's dad. Right? Like Sean McVay leans on him. Sean McVay is looking at him for some things along the way. And that he's not there. Robert Woods, how many times did that dude stick his face in, in, on a linebacker? How many times was he delivering a big butt? Just an incredibly physical guy. And when you have those dudes in your locker room, when you have guys that will do whatever it takes, Allen Robinson is probably a better wide receiver than Robert Woods. But I don't know if he's going to do that stuff. So simple as this, why make the move then? Why, why do it? I, so I, I know there was the financial part of it, but it sounds like you think this will hurt the Rams from a perspective that you can't really apply. That's a number perspective or a it's re- an receptions perspective. It's, it's an unbelievable intangible because on paper they have a better wide receiver group than they did going mm-hmm. into last year. On pa- assuming OBJ comes back, right? Mm-hmm. Big assumption he won't be back till Thanksgiving, give or take. But the money, now all of a sudden they, they saved about $10 bucks in cap space, so you have $10 million to go spend on a corner, a linebacker, a pass rusher, whatever, whatever it is you want to go spend it on. But you need those guys on the team, right? When you talk to all those guys that are in the organization, they oh, even when they won the Super Bowl, they're talking, I'm so happy for Robert Woods. I'm so happy that Robert Woods got to be a part of this. And he didn't even play. He didn't even play the last month of the season. He didn't play at all in the postseason. And everybody talked about how important it was that Robert Woods got a Super Bowl. And now he's gone. I think it's meaningful. So, Matt Stafford, I'm going to read off a quote. And I, this could have been right after they won, um, they, won their, well, they won the Super Bowl and they had the parade. He said, Robert Woods is the L.A. Rams. When I think about him, I think about the toughness. I think about the attention to detail. I think about unselfishness. And I think about all the things that we talk about as a team that we want to be. That's bottled up into one person. Few guys on our team care more about other guys than Robert Woods. That's Perfect. that's a strong from-the-heart quote coming from your QB. No, that that is a perfect line. By the way, the strong from-the-heart quote from the quarterback, how nice was it that just we knew that they were going to extend him. We knew that it was going to happen. And it did, and it's done, and they just there was no drama at all. I think, you know, maybe if you're looking for some leadership, maybe it is right there. Maybe that's just, look, I'll leave a little bit on the table for somebody else. I'm going to get my thing done. I'm not going to call it the front office. I'm not going to call it the general manager. Well, I'm not going to call it the coach and the wide receivers and my teammates. Just let's just get it done. Do you know why that probably happened the way it did? Because you got Matt Stafford that also understands the situation he's in. He's a quarterback that spent 12 years with an awful organization and understands what it's like to be on the other side of business. And you could have all the money in the world, but damn, if you don't have an organization that's competent, that knows what they're doing, that wants to compete for a Super Bowl. So as much of it, you know, that deal, the 135 guarantee for Stafford, which, by the way, is going to take him to age 38. You see quarterbacks all day. I think Aaron Rodgers right now is 38. So... That not only is the deal good, not only is it, you know, as they say, team-friendly to still go out and make other moves, I don't look at it just from a Matt Stafford perspective of, hey, they're taking care of Stafford. I think Stafford's looking at the Rams and saying, why would I – he's sure. been through – kind of one of the worst organizations in sports, I think he values the opportunity that he has. He knows he's got a unique opportunity to go get another one. I was just going to say, I got a chance to do it again. I, I don't know if it's two for two, but if it's two for three or two for four or two for five or whatever. You get one more be. in his four-year window. You're a, you're, a, you're a quarterback that has two Super Bowls, which we know there aren't too many that have double. 
and you get that jacket, and you get the bust, and you get to go wave at everybody in uh, Canton, Ohio, on on a, on a Sunday afternoon. You get one more of those, and that's a done deal. All right, um, LeBron James, number two in your uh, minds. Not so sure if he's number two in a lot of Laker fans' hearts. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Slee, so speaking of a man of a certain carriage, uh, I'm going to my cousin Mac's wedding coming up in May, and it's a rather fancy affair in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to going back, and uh, I haven't bought a suit in a million years. And the suit that I have that's still kind of I – have, I have two. One doesn't really fit great. This may surprise me. My body is a little different than it used to be. Um, and the other one I have that does fit is old. And it's a little out of style, and it, it just it looks old. So I figured, you know what? It's time for me to buy a new suit. I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go shopping. And I go to Nordstrom yesterday, and I, I go in, and the lady comes up to me, and she says, hey, "Can I can I help you?" And I said, "Yes, I I'm here. I need a I need a new suit. I'm probably going to need a couple shirts, and uh, you know, this is what I'm looking for." She goes, "Okay, fantastic. I can help you with that. Um, are there any?" designers in particular that you that you like or that you know that you you know you'd like to take a look at and I said no not exactly I said but I do know that there are certain designers that are not for me like Armani and Boss and, and these sort of things they don't fit me well they're way too tapered. You ever, have you ever tried Gucci slim fit <laughs> so so with that she goes oh no 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 that's those are the um those are the more European cuts for you we need to get you into a North American cut Sure. And I'm like, yep. that is brilliant. Yep. I literally laughed out loud, and I said to her, I said, that is the nicest way I've ever heard anybody you know what? be called overweight in my entire Let's life. get a little more specific. Maybe a Texas cut. <laughs> no, no, no. North America. Wisconsin think, cut. Think Minnesota. Think Wisconsin. Cut. Think Maybe think a Houston cut. Upper Midwest, the Plains, right? And look, me, I live in California, and I'm getting the north. And by the way, if I were a citizen of Mexico. Offensive lineman cut. There you go. If I'm a citizen of Mexico or Canada, I'm deeply offended because this isn't even a North American cut. This is an American cut, right? We're the ones that are the gluttonous monsters. We're yeah, the but ones you can't that say can't it. Like California eating. is not a great example. I think they've <laughs> no, got to get not. more specific with North their cut. American. I, I, am a, I am a North American cut suit guy. It was glorious. I could not stop laughing. I said, that is fantastic. I could see you getting the Dolce & Gabbana slim cut she she brings the shirt out of the thing she takes yep. it out of plastic so this i said uh two two things this shirt is practically see-through so this is a non-starter for me that's not a good look for no, no, but somebody that, that's this is what like you me. don't understand <laughs> this is the style this is the style right now yeah but al i wasn't trying to win a wet t-shirt contest i'm trying to find a suit okay i'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not going around like hey yo check this out you know when you're out on the dance floor what have you told me you've told me that you have a good time at weddings I have a great Open time bar, a yes. lot of dancing. So dancing. I'm assuming with the amount of dancing that you do, with the <laughs> amount of drinking that you do, 
you probably sweat a lot. Those shirts make it look like you're not sweating because they're already see-through. <laughs> I, did, I quite thought of it like that. Um, yeah, so anyway, I got some stuff, and it's all North American cut. It is more, it's a little more, it's a little, not a little more, it's a little less tapered than some of the European cuts along the way. Okay. You could wear a European cut because you're a slimmer man than I am, but no, uh, North American cuts cut. moving forward. <laughs> no, you could pull it off. I, I, what, what do you want to know about suits? I now know two things. I'm fully up to speed on two topics, plumbing okay. and suits. What do you want to know? Hit me with anything. Plumbing, more on the plumbing side. The plumbing to me Flapper was, valves and uh, the ships. That's, that's all you need to my, know. That's been Flex my seal. favorite so far this year or this, <laughs> uh, this show. The ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. So, Morales, the next time you go for a suit, you ask for the North American cut. That's how uh, that gets done along the way. Um, LeBron, numero dos, right? Number two all-time yep. in NBA scoring. You pass Carl Malone over the weekend. What do you even say about something like that? I mean, other than, well, yeah, we knew he was going to. We know he's going to probably catch Kareem, barring something really unforeseen happening, that one of the greatest players of all time continues to be the greatest player of all time. I got something for you. I think this is what makes it so interesting. And uh, listen, the, the problem right now is what LeBron is doing this year, it's tough to truly kind of sit back and appreciate it because you got a team that's obviously underperforming. You got a franchise that right now we're not sure um, what is the future for the Lakers. LeBron's doing all these unbelievable things, but the Lakers just keep losing games. This is what Bron did on Saturday. If I told you this, and I I mentioned this to Michael, if I said, hey, describe LeBron James to me. Like, what kind of a player is he? When you think of LBJ, how do you describe LeBron James? For me, I I see him as one of the best players kind of quarterback slash facilitators, a hybrid between magic and, I don't know, you want to use another power forward or a guard or something. You could kind of take multiple players and put them into one. What I do not look at LeBron James as is a scorer. He's number two on the all-time scoring list, yet he's not considered a scorer. Next season, probably by the time we get halfway through the year, he'll pass Kareem and he'll become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. But we don't think of him as a scorer. Does that kind of register in your head? It, it makes perfect sense because when you were when you were talking about it, like what what do you think of when you think of LeBron? I honestly couldn't think of the word that I wanted because the first the first word that pops into my head is like playmaker. But that you think of playmaker, you think of Jason Kidd, you think of Steve Nash, and and he's not that. And then you think of a guy that is a quarterback. I think is probably the best description. The word that you said, but he's not even exactly that because he's also the guy that's scoring all the touchdowns too. He's not just throwing it to the other people. He's running the ball into the end zone. And you're talking about, I think this is the word. He is the most unique hybrid you're ever going to see. He is the size of magic Johnson with the vision of magic Johnson, with the body of Carl Malone, with the ability to score a, quite honestly better than anybody that's ever played the game he's incredibly durable there this he's one of one there is no category for this like you said all-time leading scorer soon enough number two right now he's going to finish what, what is he going to finish with in assists and the top, well inside the he's top only 10. probably halfway through next year he'll be top four in assists it, top he'll four get all assists. the way up to where nash is and that i, I don't know nash, what, what it is from nash there. lee I know. It's, it's not some random yep. it's not with all due respect, just because it's top of mind. It's not Norm Nixon, who played in the league for a long time and was very good point guard. And Nash, 
Steve Nash is, is on the short list of greatest point guards ever. There's Magic, there's Kidd, there's Stockton, there's Nash, right? He's on, Isaiah, he's on that list of guys. And they're LeBron known is for more this. assist than Nash? Okay, Come listen on, to this. Man. Mark Jackson, who's in front of him. Magic, who's in front of him. Oscar Robertson, who's behind him. Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton, Russell Westbrook. These guys that are all, they're known for, there's certain things that they're known for. He'll be top five. He'll be top four probably by the time we get into uh, – uh, midway next year. Here's a question I got for you, which I think is kind of interesting. Do you think Laker fans care what he's doing? Let, care? Let me, do, do, I'm going to need let, you to let define me explain. care. Do you think they post-game show on Saturday, you know, if you would have thought there was going to be just a ton of calls talking about Braun and accomplishing what he did, when I tell you I don't think I took a call that was talking about LeBron – it was Lakers blow another lead. What are these guys doing? Why is Coach Vogel uh, having Austin Reeves guard Kristaps Porzingis? When I say they don't care. Is that a bad idea? It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> probably not a good idea. When I say they don't care, do, do, you, do you see what I'm referring to here? I'm, I'm trying to – I think there's a respect to what LeBron's doing, but because your squad keeps losing – I don't know how much Laker fans are sitting back and saying, oh, I'm, like they, they could say it's amazing, but I could also think that they're not fully connected with it. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, look, there's the di- there's a difference between an emotional reaction and an intellectual one, right? That in, the, the reaction to LeBron going into number two from Laker fans is an intellectual reaction. Wow. That's unbelievable. For all the reasons that we just talked about, you don't think of LeBron as a scorer the way you think of somebody like Steph Curry, who's getting a, but you know, or whatever. James Harden, take your pick. Michael Jordan, Kobe, Michael Bryant, Jordan, yep. Kobe. <laughs> take, take your pick of the great scorers of all time. So when it happens, it's looked at like, oh yeah, he he really is something else. That you just said his name. Flip it. Imagine if Kobe Bryant passed Carl Malone in a Laker uniform to go number two and start closing in on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It would have been a huge deal because Laker fans don't feel intellectually about Kobe. They feel Kobe emotionally. They, they feel him in a way that maybe Magic and Jerry West and one or two other guys can understand. It's With LeBron, they're, they're, for better or for worse, and almost certainly for worse, Laker fans don't have love for LeBron. They have respect for him. The Laker fans understand that he's one of the great players of all time, that he helped him win a championship, but there's not love the way there is yeah. for some of their other players. And he, you can't. For, and by the way, I think it cuts both ways. I think this is another stop on LeBron's journey to becoming one of the great players of all time. May or may not be his last stop. Time will tell. It's not an emotional feeling. It's an intellectual one. Well, this, this is why I say it, because think about what he's doing so far this year, individually what he's doing. Um he had those couple 50-point games where he's the first one to ever do that over 35. He's number two right now in the scoring chase with Giannis and, uh, and with Joel Embiid. Let me repeat that again. Bron's 37 years old, and he's in the scoring chase right. with Giannis and Embiid who are walking into their stupid. prime or in their prime, so stupid. whatever you want to call it. And then he goes and breaks the record, the 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, first player to ever do it. And now he's the second all-time. He's doing all these things this year. And I'm not kidding you, the vibe I get from Laker fans, and I get it. I understand where they're coming from. It's like, uh, cool, so we getting out of this playing tournament or what? Think about that. <laughs> just, they, that's that's look, what it is. This, when, you were, when you were in Mexico during the All-Star break, right, you took some time. This is, this is what we did a week of. It was, it was this, they get it, they just don't care. 
like emotionally. They don't care. Like I understand. But I'm, exactly I, I'm right. with them. I understand. I understand I, where they're coming from. You know, like too. you are too, born I, and raised I, Laker I, fan. I get I, it. I do too. It doesn't hit like it would hit if it were Magic, if it were Kobe, if it were some of these other guys that had spent all of their career. The, the vast majority of LeBron James's great moments in this, in his career did not happen in a Laker uniform. The, the, other than the championship a couple of years ago and, and passing a couple of historic you know, career milestones, when you – look, I'm a Laker person. When you close your eyes and think of LeBron James, you don't picture him in a Laker uniform. Nobody does, right? No, no, Nobody does. He did these things other places. So I'm not the least bit surprised. I, I get that the playing thing is more interesting to them than LeBron going to number two. Historically, it's not, but for Laker fans emotionally, absolutely. And, and by the way, it's okay. Right, like it's it okay to think of Braun when you think of him, and think of the block against the Golden State Warriors. It's okay to think of him deciding he's going to go to Miami and say they're going to win not four, not five, not six, and going to four straight, <laughs> going to four straight NBA Finals and yeah. winning two of them. It's okay to think of him in the one year that the Lakers got a chance to win it. It was in Orlando, and the, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's all right. Like you don't have to. I don't think you have to look at Braun in his tenure with the Lakers, and you, there's no need to overhype it. It doesn't need to be. It is what it is. You know, Braun has been with the Lakers. He accomplished something that very few players get an opportunity to do, which is win a championship with the Lakers, and banner number 17 is up there. But Lakers, for example, got the Cavs later later today, right? The pregame show starts at 2.30. Tip-off will be at 4. Of course that's a different feeling when he's in – Cleveland, Ohio, than it will ever be with the Lakers. Just that connection is different. Simplify it even further. You're right, because you made me think of this. Think if Magic Johnson walks into a Laker game right now, the reception he gets when everybody sees him, okay? Think if if, if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when you see him, and think about how it's going to be in Cleveland tonight when they see LeBron James. And And they're going to announce number two all-time scoring list. Sure, yep. And then you fast forward five years from now, LeBron James is a movie producer here in L.A., and he walks to a Laker game. Nice round of applause, very polite, but it's not that I love this guy moment. It's a that's the best player I've ever seen in my life moment. Maybe it's one of those things as opposed to I love you. It's i never seen anybody do what you did before. And those are two totally different things, two mm. totally different things along the way. Factor cap coming up next. Ooh, I like this. Do you use your blue check mark? To your advantage. I didn't even know you could. Let's figure this one out. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It is a fact that I was severely hungover yesterday uh, after following those uh, tequila shots on Saturday How evening. How many were so there? So I had two tequila shots, and then I had I, – so I had – okay. I lied a little bit earlier saying I only had tequila. I had two beers, and <laughs> okay. then I had tequila shots. But you had the beers first? I had the beers first. Okay, not great. Yeah, yeah. Not so great. Uh, beer for so liquor. Beers before uh, liquor, yeah. yeah. Never been sicker yet. Not yeah. a – yeah. I, I, I did not get sick, but I just – I had so a sleepy day on total, Sunday. So four total, you had two beers and two shots? And then I went to another bar, and, then, and we had two other. <laughs> I had two of the drinks in another bar. So it was six, great. okay, six drinks. Six what drinks. were the other drinks at the <laughs> other bar? Uh, Paloma and a margarita. 
Okay, those yeah, well, first of all, a lot of sugar and all the other yeah, shots. Yeah, we went. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. it was basically like we said before, a, a buffet. <laughs> Close to a buffet. Closer to a buffet. Uh okay. Yeah. Uh but yep, I'm better. I'm all good today, guys. I slept a lot yesterday, watched some F one. Anyway. Can, can can I just tell you this, Emily, yeah. that because you're in your twenties, you can have a one day hangover. I'm just saying what you just did, <laughs> that's a four or five day event once you get in your thirties and beyond. Just, okay. Just giving I, you a heads up. I, I will put in my notepad, hey, do not do this at twenty seven. Yes. Okay. Good. So uh, up first, um, I got a lot of things on my Twitter timeline this weekend. I, again, I, I use Twitter because of work, but uh, Dan, not Dan Grassiano, Dan Orlovsky and uh, John Rothstein both used their blue check marks to get mad at airlines, and then airlines would, you know, fix their flights, things like that. So if you are majorly delayed, because you two are blue check marks, if you're majorly delayed at an airport, you would tweet the airline to get it fixed. Alan is his factor cap. That is so cap for me. Like, I don't know how more cap I can be <laughs> that I'm going to go on Twitter to call out Delta or Southwest Airlines or one of these other people. I'm just not going to do it. You know what I probably do? I'm probably up at the counter having a conversation with them. Here's the deal. Here's the situation. I'm not going to do it. I know, Trav, other people are. By the way, even if I have the blue check mark, I think they're also going to look and be like, yeah, right. we'll, we'll skip this ding, one. Ding, this ding, guy, ding, 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 no, ding. no issue there on that one. <laughs> But I'm uh, I'm probably not going out of my way to use to flex on my Twitter account. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I, I think it's far more about the number of followers than it is the color of the check mark. Next Let's say you had five hundred thousand followers. Are you going to go do that? Because I'm still not really doing that. So here's remotely the remotely close. Here's what I'll say: If I really thought I could make an impact that would help a bunch of people, yes. If I was just doing it to get take me care upgraded, of yourself, right? To get me on the next flight out of town, I'm not. It it doesn't. It put it to you this way, it's not for me. I I am not the guy that hey, hey you know I got a blue check. No, I if we could get all get a benefit out of me raising some hell, I'm in it for. I don't like to be. I don't. I don't complain about a whole lot of things on things like that. I'll kind of ride it out, let it happen. But if I could get all of us upgraded to first class by by you know narking them out on Twitter, I would do that. But I'm not going to do it just for myself. But that's that's the thing is primarily any of those is an individual complaining about something specific to that person. So yeah, I'm with you. All cast. Hey Delta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me some drink coupons. Like, are they? Are we? Do we? Do those still exist? By the way, when we can't even use cash on airplanes, it's very confusing. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm changing my mind. I'm going to start <laughs> tweeting right now. I got a flight coming up in like six weeks. I'm going to start making sure that uh, they know I'm coming and they take good yeah. care. Hey, Home Depot <laughs> came out there earlier today. Had pipe issues. Eh, what, what are we even going to say? <laughs> uh, so uh, up next, you would. Ra- so this is off of uh, what happened this weekend. So you would rather chug a beer. Then take two shots. Travis, factor cap. Honestly, uh, I'd rather ch- – uh, f- Oh, it's easy. It's, yeah, it's easy. cap for me. It's cap for me. I, I prefer liquor to beer. So if you're saying to me i got to do a shot or chug a beer, I'm going to do the shot. I just would rather have that in my system. But as I have demonstrated clearly, I'm not a stranger to chugging beers. I, I know how to do it. I'm pretty good at it. I can, I can get through one pretty quickly along the way. But given the choice between a shot or chugging a beer, I'll do a shot. All right, so I think there's there's something to how it all works when you take a shot. Usually a shot is, you know, you're cheersing, there's a celebration to it, you feel like there's multiple people involved. I'll take a I'll take the shot way before I chug a beer. A, I'm not good at chugging beers. I've 
proven that before. Uh, B, you seem to really enjoy. You savored that beer over about twenty it. minutes. Yeah, it, it was, it was perfect. Thing. Still finishing it up. Perfect. And then the the other part of it is, I feel like if I'm chugging a beer, I'm going back to not that taking a shot doesn't make me think I'm a I'm at a I'm at San Diego State University, but I think I feel like there's something more. More people are participating in a shot than they are chugging a beer, so I'll take the shot. Yeah, usually by the time you're chugging a beer, you're 30 is kind of in the rearview mirror at that point. It doesn't <laughs> seem something that, short of going to an LAFC game and getting challenged by a listener, I don't really foresee me chugging a ton of beers at this point. But I, I can do it. I got game. Let's right. go back Let's go back to the other one real quick here. Yeah. Mason texted us. Yes. Is this I have any done surprise? <laughs> I have done it. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. I was stuck in Detroit. I had to escape. I lit up American Airlines. That's kind of funny right there. You, Aim you, for left, me. Out the, you left out the best part. <laughs> he says, oh, it yeah. probably makes me a bad guy. A-hole. I'll, I'll clean it up. A bad guy. Yeah. And I said, probably. There's no There's no probably about it. Yeah. If you, Does any of that surprise us at fix all? Fix it for me. Fix it I'm going for after me. Trader Joe's later. I picked up some grapes that <laughs> right. were not good grapes. Let's just say that and find out until I got home. I'm gonna give Trader Mason Joe's is on the clock. Here. I'm gonna give Mace a little credit here. If I if I if I'm being hundred percent honest, yep. if I had enough juice to where I could just send a tweet and my problem would go away like that, I might do it. The more I think, like if I just said, look, we're well, I just told you. Remember, if you had five hundred thousand, let's I, say you had yeah, five hundred thousand followers, I think, like, I think I'd like to change my answer. If you could just say, "Hey, Trav, just send a crappy tweet, and American Airlines will put you on the next flight to wherever you want to go," eh, it might be a nice little, uh, nice play to have in your back pocket, shall we say? Okay. Next, uh, when calling someone, you always leave a voicemail if they don't pick up. Taylor, factor cap. I rarely leave a voicemail. Um, so cap that's how this works right i'm doing the, i'm doing the game right okay uh, right, surprise me on that emily you got me there we go taylor okay yeah no no voicemail for me just call him back later travis i there's exactly one person i leave voicemails for it's my parents that's it everybody else if i like if i called you emily i need to talk to you and you didn't pick up the phone i would not leave you a voicemail i would just send you a text afterwards say hey call me when you get a second that's it. And that goes for everybody else in the world. Well, I mean, why? When, let me ask you this. When was the last time you listened to a voicemail? Like right? yesterday? If, if it's important, somebody will text me about it. Because if it's a solicitor or something else, I don't, I don't just, just shoot me a text. The voicemails are unimportant 99% of the time. Yeah, but here's what you don't understand. Your car insurance has expired, and you have to call them back immediately, or your Social Security number has been compromised. <laughs> right. One All of those two. It's for you to call them back <laughs> is and give them your number. social security number, and they'll take care of the rest. You just the okay. IRS has been looking for you since 1984. Yeah, okay. Let, was, let me let me 11. use this. Let me use this as a perfect example. <laughs> Chav, if I if I pick up the phone and I call you and you don't answer, yeah, I immediately then send you a text. Hey, give me a shot when you get a sec. There are no voicemails, and I think it's because of the text messaging, right? Like I could. I can relay to that person what it is I needed through a text message. I know I could leave a voicemail. It's not that I've never left a voicemail. I feel like more for like a professional environment, I leave a voicemail. But for the most part, kind of day-to-day, I very rarely leave a voicemail. I'll send you a text right after I, I, yes. uh, right after, uh, I call and nobody answers. I when, always leave a voicemail. 
I, I, if I miss someone, I always leave a voicemail. And I also so always listen to voicemails. When I had my plumbing emergency this morning and I missed our call, I texted Al at like 9.30 said, hey, can you just jump on the phone with me for five minutes and catch me up on the meeting, right? So I didn't call and leave him that message. I just texted him. I said, call me when you get a second. We can catch up. It's much easier, and I, I feel like it's a m- more modern way to get somebody to respond to you. I don't know. I like hearing people talk. Hey, it's Emily. Just called you. Call me back. I don't like talking. Like, I'm happy to talk with you, but you just don't have to leave me a message. Just, hey, Trav, call me back. Okay. 100% leaving voicemails anytime <laughs> I call you, Emily. All right. Sounds good. So uh, next, it's National Common Courtesy Day. Uh, the what worst- do you mean by that? <laughs> you have to, it's common courtesy. You gotta <laughs> be polite. So, uh, as in, leave a voicemail. So, the the worst office office place discourtesy is borrowing something from someone and not returning it. Travis is a factor cop. Give me an example. I'm not. I'm not clear on what you mean. So, if you use someone's uh, stapler. mug or stapler, uh, oh. I know. I know. Alan has a labeled stapler back in the sales section. So, yes. uh, stapler. Yep, double yes, S. Exactly. Still there. Don't ever forget um, no, it. No one uses that, it to this day. That's cap. The worst thing you can do in a shared environment like Don't an say office it. Don't say it. Is to leave the kitchen a mess. Uh, that that yeah, that that idea. that is a bad guy. I mean, if you leave your crumbs and your trash and your dirty food and your dirty glasses and mugs and plates and forks and there's little speckles of food yep. all over the table, that you are a monster. Clean up after yourself. I can deal with you borrowing my whole punch, Lee, and not bringing it back. We're fine. I'll get the whole punch back some other day. But if you leave the remnants of your Chinese food out next to the, the refrigerator, you and me, we're going to have that conversation about that. Cleanliness, no question about yes. it. That's the top one. By the way, it's not just the kitchen. Wherever you're, you are. You're right. Wherever you are. Are you in the studio? Are you somewhere else? I don't need – you know, let me, let me use this as an example. Our studio – it's uh, let's just say it's a closed environment here. You know, there, there's a reason why it's soundproof. Everything kind of stays in there once those doors are shut. Everything. There is there's including aromas. <laughs> it is it is good. First off, I mean I don't I don't I don't typically eat in the studio like real food. I'm not out there having Chinese food like you just mentioned, <laughs> followed by Indian food. But if you are going to do that, can you also take that trash and throw it into the trash can in the kitchen? All those little things. I think are what keep a normal society going, Travis. I got a half-eaten pad thai here. I'm just going to throw it in the trash can in the studio. It'll be fine. They'll come and empty that in a day or two. It's totally nobody's going to smell the beef and broccoli. <laughs> just leave it right in here. Clean up after I yourself. Had, I had a guy at my old uh, workplace. It wasn't even his studio or his office, but he just labeled everything in the studio as his. It was said property of Danzy. It was everything from his pencil to his keyboard, to all these things that weren't even his technically, but he just labeled them, and then if we ever moved them, we would move them on purpose. His mother off. did something to him. He, <laughs> he, he needs to work through some things that he dealt with at home right. when he would leave his uh, stapler on the desk incorrectly. Oh, he, was, he was definitely a guy. Uh, so next, uh, you have gotten a manicure, one part, and if you haven't gotten a manicure, you want a manicure. Alan, factor cap. A cap on both of those. I never have. And I've never had interest. I heard, I think it was uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max talking about it. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago or so. And I guess I just didn't realize how much, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Is it common? Do, are a lot of guys getting manicures? Because I've never got one. Key's a regular customer. Yes. I've never got one, and I've never thought of getting one. So I'm cap on both of those. Um, I, I've never, I'm, I'm cap. And then fact, I've never had one, but if somebody wanted to treat me to one, I would do it. Right. I mean, cause it's like, I, I'm, 
I'm not going to do this, but it looks like I got attacked by, you know, squirrels on my fingers. I, I chew on my nails. They're gross. It's I'm, I'm not I'm not great at that when it comes. Let's so do it. Somebody, Let's somebody do it. You do it. You do it. Do the it. station will live stream it. And uh, I'll just Emily, be in the studio that day. I will go do it with you. But it's also I think, Travis, you don't like any massages. You do get hand no. massages. So well, we can, can I skip that part? Can they just you can probably ask and not to and trim but... and all of that nope. kind of stuff? And you nope. have to get you can get uh, clear nail polish and then you can get some. I don't, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on a second. We're not doing any polishing. Get black we'll nail polish. Nail polish. Get black no, nail polish. Look like anything. No, I'm not yep. doing any. That's polishing. the whole smart of a manicure. No. And, uh, and then going for a waxing too. Get a waxing too <laughs> while you're there. I could probably use that. <laughs> for being honest, well, they could, hey, can you just hit my shoulders with that wax real quick? I got I got a situation going on right below my shirt line. They're gonna get three or four of their it's best like people. They're working version on you. Where you're just getting your whole uh, chest waxed. It would uh, be a lot. Taylor, what about you? Have you gotten a manicure, or do you want? to get a manicure this is cap for me i've not gotten one but i'm open to the idea of getting one okay, i just am not fond of the idea of people touching my my cuticles i guess i don't know it seems like a sensitive part of your fingernail come on yeah. guys <laughs> i don't want anybody don't they push it down or something they do, they do no, i don't want that make it look more yeah. desirable i'll get the hand <laughs> massage and skip the cuticles you know, Susan has been on me for years to do both the manicure and the pedicure. Like, she, you, you, you have to do this. It's disguising. I'm like, well, all right. Maybe we'll see one day. Maybe maybe we'll do it, Em. Maybe we can go and uh, get it done. No it's easier polish. than the chicken sandwich. <laughs> Nothing's harder than the chicken sandwich. All right, so um, Aaron Donald, pretty popular guy. Not with everybody, at least. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. I'm, I'm very happy um, that you guys can't hear it, but I, I, from, I don't know for sure, but the sound coming through the other side of my wall, sleep, it sound, you can't hear that. You, nothing? Nothing. It sounds like they're jackhammering my walkway. So this is all very exciting news. That the so you have no idea what's going on no, I have, beyond I did, those I did, doors. Beyond that wall. It's right on or the opposite side walls. of this wall. But no, but anytime you hear heavy uh, power equipment being used, it makes you feel good, right? It's an exciting time to not know what they're cutting into. Maybe your son's out there just kind of t- testing things out. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's decided that he can figure this thing out better than uh, a, a – um, certified plumber can. <laughs> just leave it up to me. Just start. I'm just going to start punching holes in the wall to see if anything else needs to be fixed. Yep. See if there are any other pipes that may be uh, leaking along the way. All right. Um, Aaron Donald is there, there's. I want to take quarterbacks off, right? Because people, everybody knows quarterbacks. If you just took the entire NFL and put quarterbacks in a separate category, Aaron Donald has to be one of the most well-known players in the entire league, right? I mean, it, it, could he be number one? He might be. Uh, you know, from a just strictly football talented perspective, take personality out of the mix, just a guy that you pay attention to because of his pure raw talent, yeah, he's probably number one. He's on. He's in commercials, right? We see him with that one where he disappears with the invisible suit. He's He's got television commercials. Now, so if you asked the random grandmother on the street, they know who Aaron Donald is, maybe, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. Urban Meyer, former Ohio State coach. and Do you former, believe this? Yes, I do. 
I do. Urban can't Meyer be reportedly said, hey, who's this number 99 guy with the Rams? I've heard he might cause us some problems. You don't it believe it? it? No, it can't be possible. Why? It just can't. How, you, you just think about it for a second. How uh-huh. is that possible? How? How can one of the NFL head coaches not know who he is? It's okay. just it's not possible. And uh, you're about to play them, and they're on your schedule. It's, it's not possible. I believe. Let me explain to you I, why I can't. I cannot fathom that it's possible. Was there one thing that Urban Meyer did with his team that made sense? Was there one move he made that was a good move? You don't know who Aaron Donald is. No, but I'm setting this up. So here's the thing. The very first thing he does when he gets hired is he hired a guy from another university that just got fired because the black player said, I'm not playing for that guy anymore. And you bring him into the end. It's your very first move. And everybody in the room's like, dude, no, no, we're not doing it. You have to turn around and you have to get rid of him. You have a guy that is insulting his players. You have a guy that's insulting the staff. You have somebody that doesn't understand basic football strategy at times during the season. It appears he doesn't know what's happening in the games that he's looking at. This is a guy that doesn't understand the one thing the coach can't do is leave his team. Right When the team travels, I travel with him. He stays behind. This is a guy that made a series of just mistakes that any one of those would have been, dude, you got to do better than this. These are all from the same guy. So if you're telling me that he was lazy enough not to look, I believe it. I think if you told him who is Aaron Donald, he would know, oh, he plays for the Rams and he's really good. But if you if he just was watching a piece of film real quick and just saw, hey, that 99 guy seems to be creating problems, I believe it for sure. Unbelievable that he could be that idiotic, and I guess he's already answered that question for us. But I just, you know, I, I think the article also says, it talks about it wasn't just Aaron Donald. I think Debo was on the list. Yep. Didn't know about uh, Debo Samuel. Didn't know about uh, Jamal Adams of the Seahawks, safety for the Seahawks. <laughs> what, what, it, so it, you, you're reading yeah, that. So the Aaron Donald one is, it, let me just give an equivalent. It's yeah. Isn't it somebody saying, hey, who's that Kevin Durant guy on the Brooklyn Not Nets? Not quite. You know who it's more like? It's like Anthony Davis. Kevin Durant is Tom Brady. Okay, uh-huh. Kevin Durant is in that next category up. It's really, really good, very, very well known, but not quite the. Okay, very then it's best. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is. Yeah, that's who it is. You're right. Giannis is a better example. <laughs> Two-time MVP. Just <laughs> know who he is. So okay, so you when you saw that, what's the first thing other than Urban Meyer's a jackass? What's the first thing that went through your head? I'm I'm not kidding when. The first thing that went through my head is I don't trust the report because it's not possible yes, it for somebody not to know who Aaron Donald is. Very first thing that goes through my head is, thank goodness the ownership of the teams in our city have a clue, because anybody that knew anything about Aaron Donald, or excuse me, now I'm doing it about Urban Meyer, knew that that was a disaster before it even started. But because he's a name. Because he's somebody that, you know, the owners know, he will Ohio State won, Florida won, he's got a good coach. That this, If you don't have good ownership, you're going to hire guys like Urban Meyer. If you don't have good ownership, you're going to have your, your draft the wrong guys. When you have guys that are like Les Snead and Stan Kroenke and Andrew Friedman and the Guggenheim group that owns the Dodgers, when the ownership is right, you always have a chance. When I saw that, that's a Shad Khan problem. Urban Meyer didn't turn into a jackass overnight. He's been one his entire career. That you went out and hired him, that's on the ownership. That's not yeah, on Yeah, but this is, this is the problem. The problem is you're worried about that right now. While Taryn on Twitter, at TL, uh, says luxury grooming lounge for extraordinary individuals, hammer and nails. So it's a grooming shop for guys 
There's we'll one get of my you hooked up. There's we'll one get of my you hooked up. It's right down the street. Emily, you want to make a drive? You want to? You I, I will that? come out if I, if we're gonna get na- uh, a manicure together. I will drive anywhere. But you, do you want to go to a male salon? Is yeah. that something that you'd be all right with? That's fine. You know, I can chat up with other people. Here's a, and this I can is watch a stupid question. This is a stupid question, Emily. You, Al, you wouldn't know because you haven't done it like I. What does a manicure cost? Uh, That's a good question. So right now they're like 25, 25 to 28, depending on where you go. (laughs) If you're not getting fake nails, it's about 20. And you have to set up an appointment um, one week in advance. So, (laughs) (laughs) What do you tip your manicurist? So if it's $25. So it's a fifty. It's a fifty dollars no, outing. Twenty percent. You you. Pa- oh, twenty percent. Gonna yes. say, damn. You don't pit, you don't one hundred percent tip somebody. Well, that's why. Look, you, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so I want to know the lay of the land. So before usually, I go in there. if I get Manny Petty, it should be anywhere between yep. fifty and seventy five, depending on where you go. Seventy five, depending on where you go. <laughs> and then you do Trav. about twenty percent to twenty five percent, depending on what you get done. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. And it takes about an hour. Hour, hour or so. <laughs> it looks your your nails look great. I just did mine yesterday too. I, I just so saying awesome. that I don't feel like I need seventy-five dollars worth of work on these. Bad I, I, I think feel you like might on your on your on <laughs> my feet. Yeah, yeah I'm well, on your feet. <laughs> I haven't I seen them, but I assume from the swamp earlier today. It's probably not a bad deal. Um, the Lakers are in tenth. Sleep. They have sandpaper uh, down there. <laughs> belt sander, like Just Dumb and Dumber. Up sheets. <laughs> yeah. A belt sander. Ah, it broke off again. We got to go get another one. Heavier grit. We need more grit. Go get that stuff that's got, like, gravel taped to the uh, belt. We'll do that <laughs> coming up in just a little bit. The Lakers are in 10th, and unfortunately for them, I think, they can't fall to 11th. Bad news, Lakers. You're talking play. about last week you were talking about how they maybe yeah. can uh, make some noise against the and Phoenix Suns. The, and then they played a few more games. And, uh, my, my, they my won one of them. <laughs> they did. They did. But I'm not, I'm not super optimistic at the moment. Bad news. You're going to have to play an 83rd game, Laker fans. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.